It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. And that smiling person over there is just glowing. You know, <laughs> superstar T got it popping off today on a good Thursday, on a thirsty Thursday. We are out here and thirsty because it's hot in the city. What, 93, 94 okay. today? 95 degrees today. So, yeah, it's going to be some, some, some good hot weather. We got some good hot topics for you going today. You know, the uh, Arthur Smith is, uh, is, is speaking. He's giving us some thoughts, so we're going to uh, respond to that as far as the direction of the Atlanta Falcons, and I think they're headed in a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, Nick Saban is running off at his little lumber yard. We're going to respond to that. Does he have a God complex? We'll discuss. And, and for the culture, man, what's going on with these prices? Inflation <laughs> is real. But before we did that, I want to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And guess what? I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. Leave us a five-star review. If you don't, I might have to drug test you. Leave it at that. All right. T, um, Arthur Smith um, spoke with um, Jeff Schultz of The Athletic. Mm-hmm. You know, article, and you're talking about... You know how, you know, a lot of people times, you know, sports fans want to get into the whole tanking for C.J. Stroud or, mm-hmm. you know, Bryce, you know, my main man down there in Alabama, you know, those guys, you know, those type of quarterbacks, right? Because mm-hmm. they feel like those guys mm-hmm. can be face of the franchise. Right. And I think that it was kind of fitting of Arthur Smith to kind of just shut that down immediately. Mm-hmm. And because when you actually think about it, T, it's kind of actually dumb to ask a professional organization to right. tank, right? Because that's it just doesn't make any sense. That goes against every being of what a competitor is. And mm-hmm. I think Arthur Smith is the uh, epitome of that. And I think he's, yeah. he's, going, he's moving forward without getting into the whole tanking piece. And I think that that is something that he is not interested in at all. Right. And we saw that with how the Falcons battled the entire 2021 season. And that was a season where I would say, arguably, we know it's just paper now, but arguably that was a roster of lesser caliber and talent than the roster that Indeed. he had this year. And yet he squeezed all the juice out of that lemon and made lemonade to the tune of seven wins. That right. was impressive. That was impressive, all things considered. But it also showed you the competitive nature and spirit that he operates in. And also Terry Fontenot, because they came right back and they started making the best moves that they could this offseason. And then they started getting pieces in the draft. And, and then I think about it from a competitor's perspective, just the individual who's taking the field. Now, even if you, from the top down, like there are allegations that have been you know, made that uh, leadership brass for the Browns, brass for the Dolphins asked for tanking to go on. Right. But I just cannot see Arthur Blank sending an edict down as well, because he's a com- he's got that competitive fire too. No doubt. Him sending an edict down saying, hey, by the way, play that 
guy who's fourth on the who, who's barely on the depth chart, go ahead and start him today. And then start him like four, five, six more games so we can get XYZ positioning. I rather see them as, hey, if they decide that their guy isn't there, which last year their guy was there, seemingly this year their guy was there, but I see them as being the team who would just be adept at franchise, will be adept at negotiating to get who they want. And then finally, how do you trickle that down? So let's just say Arthur Smith actually said that, which we don't believe that he did. Let's just say Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith bought into that and somehow played the third or fourth string player. Even that guy is not going to get on the field and just lay an egg on purpose. Now, he might do it by default, but a competitor is a competitor is a competitor at the highest level a professional can get. So there are some leagues, basketball, where it's a little bit easier to do and it's been right. to be done. Somewhat baseball, but football is just a different animal. I just don't think it's logical. And I like the fact that Arthur Smith said, no, we're we're not even going to have that conversation. We are going to compete. You know what? And and there's a thing called um, guaranteed contracts that don't exist. Fully guaranteed contracts don't exist in the NFL. So there may be a reason why you're not going to convince a a player to go out there and say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to kind of have behind it and and we're going to lose games now. You can't. There's no way you can get guys on board for that. And and I think that, you know, whether you agree with it or not, you still saw how much of a competitor Arthur Blank was when he uh, essentially sent that edict down to say, "Hey, go after Deshaun. He was my ball boy. You know, mm-hmm. hey, we don't have to worry about those 22 uh, civil uh, cases that are pending right now. Yeah, let's go see if we can make get that done. So, and I think that, and I and I think that's the piece that forced them into the trading of Matt Ryan, you know, mm-hmm. and and I think that, you know, and Arthur Smith talked about it in an article that that was part of the plan, you know, to, to trade Matt because you just couldn't keep kicking the can down the road with restructuring his contract. We oh, all yeah. knew that yeah. was an issue. That was a, right. a issue that Thomas Dimitrov and, and, and family um, dealt with. Mm-hmm. And, and you kind of understood it because, you know, essentially if you looked at, you know, the way the roster was constructed, the weapons they had put around Matt, they're going to try to go out and compete. It made all the mm-hmm. sense in the world. Mm-hmm. But I think right now, if just looking at from the outside, looking in and, and following this and covering this team really closely, it looks like the plan is starting to actually come together. Yeah. You know, because like I said, they're going to have about $100 million worth of mm-hmm. cap space next year. They mm-hmm. solidified one guy on defense and one guy on offense and saying, mm-hmm. you know what? We're going to work around these guys, and I'm talking about Grady Jarrett and Jake Matthews. Those are guys who are up front and know that you can build a team around, and you know those are good guys in the locker room to have those young guys to look up to. So I, I think the foundation is what they're trying to build, and, and that's the thing that – that's the beauty of it for me, is that they are building the foundation, they're getting weapons – for their face of the franchise, whether that's Desmond Ritter or whether that's whoever they get next year, if they don't feel Desmond Ritter is that guy. I think they're building the foundation, and I think that the Arthur Smith is executing a plan that may or may not have been well thought out, but it's starting to work. Right, and you have further evidence, I was going to say, with Desmond Ritter that it is not about tanking. If it was just about tanking or just being – accepting the status quo, then you just go with Marcus Mariota. You just ride that train and just kind of see how it goes. But they went out and got themselves a viable, arguably a quarterback who could have gone in the second round. Some said even late first round, but somehow you got him in the third. And that is that that that's a very viable 
quarterback, that's a quarterback that we're looking at saying, hmm, nobody would be shocked if he starts week one, but certainly everybody believes he's going to start at some point this season, or most people do. And so that, again, to me, was another cosign. And going after the pass rusher, trading up in the draft to go get yourself AK, that's another example. And going then to get more help, more help, more help in Anderson, if you will. So I, I just think everything that they, they're pointing to is saying, no, we, we have no interest in tanking. We're not about that life in Flowery Branch. We're about competing at the highest level that we can based on the product that we put on the field and based on the way it's uh, th th that product is prepared from the sidelines. Here we are competing on ATL Day 1s. We're competing for your your views, your likes, your subscriptions, and we don't want you to go anywhere because guess what? We are talking about Nick Saban coming up next. He's just been running his mouth. Why is he running his mouth? Don't you know Jimbo Fisher used to coach with him? He got, he know all, all the skeletons are buried, baby. Come on, Nicky. Man, you might get yourself in some real trouble. We'll talk about all that next on ATL Day 1's part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back to Day 1's. It's Tanitra and Jarvis, and we are here as a part of your Locked On Sports Network in Atlanta. So check us out on YouTube. Go ahead and keep subscribing. Keep telling your friends to subscribe, like us, and follow us. And, of course, wherever you check us out on your various podcast platforms, Go ahead and give us a five-star rating if you like the content. And again, tell a friend, thank you guys for rocking with us. And speaking of Rocky, of course, we know that the Braves were Rocky in their closeout of the Brewers Series. 7-6 fallout and extras. Three straight blown saves, inning after inning after inning. But you know what? We're not going to talk too much about that because we're going to talk about positive stuff with the Braves tomorrow because we'll believe that they're going to hit Miami this weekend and right the ship. But you want to talk about a ship that is wavering, going back and forth, shaky, shaky. Woo, that SEC ship is <laughs> it's going down in the SEC right oh, now. It's getting hot. Oh, it's getting real hot. <laughs> and listen, you all already know that right here at day ones, ATL day ones, there's one word that we like, and it's petty. We do. I mean, we just, mm -hmm. we do. And so Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, they have entered the petty chat. And soon enough, Deion Sanders is going to enter the petty chat. So I suspect Jarvis and I are going to revisit this tomorrow. But as mm -hmm. of today, want to get you guys up to speed in case you have been under a rock. Nick Saban was talking out of the side of his neck, and you HBCUs, you know exactly where that came from. But he was talking out of the side of his neck Wednesday, firing back, allegedly firing, or shots fired. Shots mm -hmm. fired. Mm -hmm. Basically saying that um AM, Texas AM, that is, quote, bought every player on their team and there's so much to dig into in that regard but of course you all know where it started it was a discussion at a banquet in alabama wednesday on name image and likeness and then that discussion spiraled into the shots that were fired well jimbo fisher that's old school country too so he's not about to sit back and let you take the, the bb gun and shoot it at him he got some for you too so jim fisher called a press conference this morning shot back Jarvis and said, quote, it's despicable that we have to sit here at this level of ball and say these things to defend the people of this organization. It's amazing. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his deal. 
You may find out about a lot of things you don't want to know. And then he follows up and says, we build him up to be the czar of football. We know the him. Go dig into his pastor. Anybody that's ever coached with him, Jimbo has. Jimbo was the first assistant to actually beat Nick Saban. You can find out anything you want to find out. What he does and how he does it is dis despicable. It really is. And Deion Sanders has tweeted about every five hours since Nick Saban's <laughs> comments came out because he threw Jackson State under the bus too now. You know, yes. he, he had enough vitriol to go all the way around. And so Deion Sanders every five hours has posted a tweet saying, oh, I got some for you. So Jarvis and I are here for it. But first, Jarvis, oh, let's react. And I want to even before you react to and give your thoughts on what Jimbo said, let's go back to what Nick Saban said. Oh my God! Like, like, where do I start? Like, where do you, we, you, you know what I mean? Like, okay, so so Nick Saban is is running off at his little lumberyard, right? Let's let's. I I even got into a discussion. <clears throat> we'll call it a discussion on Twitter okay. about uh, with an <laughs> Alabama fan about why is he complaining? That's my biggest question. Well, I was like, why are you complaining? Mm -hmm. And you know, it it, it starts with. Some of the, the the person, I think he does kind of have a bit of a, a God complex because he's been on top for so long. He's had number one recruit classes for so long, and he's starting to lose in that in that manner. And he lost to Texas A and M, and he brought even brought that up like we were behind Texas A and M, and blah 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 blah, you know. And, and they paid every player, and I'm just like, but why are you complaining? You still have. A, a, a more the national championships that you can't even put on one hand, right. and you're probably going to go down as one of the better college football um, coaches ever to it's do it. Yeah. And you're going to have a statue down there in Tuscaloosa for you. So why are you complaining? Mm -hmm. Why are you complaining? You know why I think he's because. he's complaining. He don't want everybody to do it like he did. Yep. There it is. He don't want yep. nobody to have a nugget. He don't want anybody to have a crumb. This man brought up an HBCU. When have yep. we heard Nick Saban talk about an HBCU? Right. Besides the Affleck commercial when he doggone yep. looked at Deion Sanders. Right. That's the only time he ever gave a damn about an HBCU. Yes. So now he's up here talking about, oh, it's a million dollars, blah, 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 blah. Like, come on, man. What are we talking about here? Yep. Why are you complaining, Nick? I don't understand. You got, like, 30 national championships. Mm -hmm. you, and you sitting up here complaining about what's being done in Jackson, Mississippi. Yes. yes. Like, why do you care about what's going on in Jackson, Mississippi? Mm -hmm. Why do you care about what, what your former assistant is, is doing and calling right. him to task? And yeah. let's talk about that. Well, okay. J Jimbo knows where all the bodies are buried, bro. You know he used to coach with you, right? So he probably was in a, a, a level where he may have touched a duffel bag that was left in the hotel room back mm -hmm. in the day. So what? I just don't get it, T. I yeah. just don't understand why you complaining, bro. I don't get it. Shut yeah. your mouth. Shut and up and coach. Right. And you know who's laughing? Who is sitting back, kicked up down the street in Athens, laughing at all y'all? Kirby. <laughs> right. Kirby. He, he heard a word. Meanwhile, <laughs> he heard a word. <laughs> exactly. Meanwhile, there's an article that comes out, I believe it was in the AJC on Wednesday, about the fact that we're in, we've already enhanced our facilities, which if you've ever been, they were already mine. Oh, I'm not even sure how there. you get yeah. enhanced that. It's crazy down there. But yeah. they literally just made 
more enhancements this week and announced that they're making even more enhancements. So Kirby Smart is like, you know what? I'm going to let all you all fight because I'm going to have some things going on here. As I mentioned before, there are some Georgia players who've taken some other Georgia players under their wing to help them to better understand how to navigate this whole name, image, and likeness situation as the NCAA tries to figure it out. But what I like about what Kirby's doing is, you know what, stay above the fray right now because your, your class is still winning. You're still projected right up there with Alabama and Clemson, who's fallen off a little bit. But he's, you know, that's been another one, Dabo Sweet, who's been whining and complaining. Lord. You know what, Jarvis? When folks are on top and others start coming for them and that margin is closing and that gap is closing, you start, mm-hmm. to, get, you start to feel that heat. And I get really, a tight Buddha syndrome. TBS. Yeah, I really mm-hmm. believe exactly. I really believe a lot of that is is the piece of it. But you better be careful because, like you said, and especially in the culture that we live in, Twitter has gone ablaze, and players oh don't God. have any problem saying, "Man, what are you talking about? You know that I got X Y Z amount of money to come play for you." Ooh. Oh, oh, oh and and I got an example right here. Hey, I have one. I have right. one. And, you know and this. More, this is <laughs> this is going to come out. I don't. Right. I don't doubt. Yeah, exactly. it's going to be some folks who don't have any you know, overblown allegiance, if you will, to an Alabama or a Texas A&M or anybody else who throws their hat in the ring of this pettiness to say, "Oh, well, I mean, don't act like your hands are that clean, right?" So right. be really careful how much you want to go down this particular road because I think this is going to get way uglier. I believe we are just scratching the surface about how ugly this thing is really going to get. And you know what? And this is from a tweet from uh, at TrapJ99. That's Travis Johnson. He played mm-hmm. in the NFL. He's a good friend of our, our, our homie, uh, Randy McMichael, mm-hmm. uh, who played in the league for 10 years as well. He said, y'all been playing for players since the 80s. Offered me six figures in 99-2000 and gave Albert Means and his coaches six figures during the time. And now y'all swear y'all not paying anyone. He said, like the kids say, Cap. He said, y'all was NIL before NIL. I think yeah. that sums it right up, T. Yeah. I don't think, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, and that's the big thing. Like, my, you know, I go back to the question what I asked. Why mm-hmm. is Nick Saban complaining? Yes. Because you benefited from NIL before right. NIL was even in, right. in existence. As opposed like, to maybe what you should do is follow the lead, as I've spoken about before, of a Mike Krzyzewski and understand the assignment when the when the atmosphere and the climate is changing, understand how to flex with it. Because low key, I don't or know. Or just be quiet. Just yeah, be quiet. Right. right. And I don't know. Right. And I don't know. Right. <laughs> and that's the point I was about to make. Because we don't know completely where Kirby Smart stands on all of this with right. NIL and the like, because he has kept silent for the most part. That's the right thing to do, especially at this time, Jarvis, where we're still trying to navigate the waters, trying to determine if there's a legal piece that, if, if the government, which I don't believe they should, but if the government needs to get involved, how does the NCA get involved or do the Power Five just handle this themselves? If that's the conversation you want to have and weigh in on who should govern it, that's one thing. But you providing commentary, bringing Jimbo Fisher's name, or like Deion Sanders saying, now, you, you, you don't want to put any respect on Jackson State's name. Okay, good luck with that. But we will talk about it more tomorrow because I have a sneaking suspicion that these will not be the only shots fired at all but you know what there are shots that some people want to get want to fire away when they go to certain stadiums and certain events just so that they can get a little libation what is up with these high prices it's enough going to that gas pump with those prices now this we'll talk about it in for the culture join us on the other side
Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We are, thank you. Thank you for rocking with us throughout this entire show. We got about a good solid six or seven minutes. They're going to knock your socks off. And the four, 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 the culture. It is the segment where we, is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes it's whatever the hell we want to talk about. Uh, today, uh, T, the PGA Tour, you know, they got a couple of events that they, go, you know, move around on and, and everything. And, and uh, there was a very interesting story when I came across this piece. And I thought it was interesting, right? Because you know how a lot of times you go to, you expect to pay certain prices when you go to a, a stadium, right? right? When it comes to beer. You know, I know you're not a drinker, but you know, if you want to go get a beer, a lot of times they're going to go between seven, eight, maybe mm-hmm. even nine bucks, you know, yeah. even though that's very expensive, you know, given the, the cost of it to get it out of the store. Mm-hmm. But this week, it came to find out that at a PGA Tour event, mm-hmm. they charge $18. $18 for a Michelob Ultra. A Michelob, a Mick, not even, not even a, a, a craft beer. Right. Like, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not even right, IPA. Like, this Della is like super, like super yeah. Joe Blow beer, $18. And, and peep this, $19 for a Michelob Ultra Seltzer. For a Seltzer. Seltzer. $18, $19. Like, what are we doing here? Like, I just don't, I just don't understand it, T. And, you know, they try to justify it by saying, oh, it's an actual, it's a tall boy. Tall boy is a little <laughs> bit more than a regular can. It's 15 ounces. But still, that is absolutely ridiculous, T. Oh. I just don't understand where they're going with this. And right. I don't understand, frankly, how they're even getting away with this. I don't either. It's crazy. Now, there are some things that I will pay above average money for. Like right. the macaroni and cheese that they used to serve at the Gateway Center for the Skyhawks games. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, yep. that was on point. And I would definitely, definitely serve. I, I would, or rather, I, if they still served it, I would actually right. purchase that at just about any price that they charge. <laughs> gotcha. right? I got you. Yeah, Understood. So we, you know, we all have our thing. We all have our yeah. thing. But I don't know, Jarvis. That just seems like highway rock. Like, that seems like you're fleecing folks on purpose, right? Right, yeah. You know what? Then if, if that's what they want to do, if that's how they want to roll, then I suggest you get to the venue early and bring bring your brew in your car. You know, have your yeah, little cooler. And, and, and sit in your in car. Or you go. <laughs> Family reunion style, baby. Yeah, let's what? go. Or like you used to do before, the, you know, for the movie theater. Remember yes. how you used to, like, yes. pack your uh, purses or pack your jackets or whatever? <laughs> you might want to do something like that, but just maybe in your car, because I'm sure now, because of COVID and things of that nature, security measures, you probably can't take it into the actual venue. But you, nobody, nobody said you can't sit in your car and, and have a sip. T, like those prices are more than what they charge at a Super Bowl, right? right? Like or like even Super Bowl, yeah, yeah, or even more prices at the grocery store. I mean, and like you said, it's gonna be triple what you pay at the grocery store, maybe for the six pack. Yeah, but now you're Mm -hmm. talking about a one pack. Yeah, like come on, man. And, and and my mom used to bring the whole meals. Like she used to bring the whole the whole fried chicken 
bowl up in that joint. She had the big, the big purse. You know, my, my grandma used to do the same thing: go to the buffet and have a little, a little, a little Gladlock bag in her purse and go to work. I'm just like, man, it, it's amazing that we have to. It's, it's like life is full circle, right? Like, like you ain't get me to the point where I have to bring a a, a twelve, you know, to the event. I have to get there early, bring a 12, get lit, get how I want to get before I go in there. Like, before that's what I we're doing in. now? Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. So I got to get nice before I go in. You're right. asking, like, you're asking a lot, golf. You're asking a lot. Especially when, if you compare the cost, because of a, a lot of, of course, speaking of the SEC, uh, several of those schools are allowing uh, alcoholic beverages to be sold at their games, if you will. I can tell you those price points definitely were not that at LSU because they're like, first of all, I was already lit in the parking lot. This was just extra coming in this thing. <laughs> right. I'm just topping off once I get in. And they were like, bro, I was just popping this thing off. But I mean, if you insist, if you want to go there, yeah, like that wouldn't happen. I mean, think about it. At an SEC football game or an HBCU game, try that at Albany State for a football game. What? No, 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 not happening. Not happening. There you go. I'm going to my I'm going to my homeboy who's a police my former teammate who's down who's a, a police officer down like hey bro let's yeah. go ahead and uh, let's watch slide on back back round round and up let me bring go. my own little thing over there yeah. nah yeah. see yeah see, like, that, see that I shouldn't have to do all that you shouldn't you know that's what I'm a lot, right on. because that that really takes away from the enjoyment of the event and if your event is not the most popular event which i know golf has its faithful but if you're trying to expand it to the masses one of the things you do is make it affordable for the masses and low-key people love the fact that they can get those two dollar drinks at the bins they do and no they can doubt. refill those drinks folks that especially is given like, what they have to deal with at one o'clock on sunday they, yeah mm. you know, mm. they're like yeah. well let's just at least make it an at experience, make it an experience. Right? <laughs> yes yeah. make it an experience so speaking of that hopefully we'll be able to bring you guys back and we'll have some braves talking talk about what we're experiencing right now at braves country man we feel you we want to love on you and hug on you and tell you to just you know stay positive with that thing so we'll talk about braves tomorrow and listen there is a big showdown at Gateway Center tomorrow night. You've got the Dream and the Mystics, the two top teams in the Eastern Conference in the WNBA with a straight showdown. So we'll talk a little Dream Mystics basketball tomorrow and any and everything else that goes on here on the sports landscape in Atlanta, we'll bring it to you. First, if you stop here. And second, of course, stop by A to Z with Mark Zeno, and he'll bring all that heat as well. So thank you guys again for rocking with us. We are excited to see you guys tomorrow because guess what? We're sure there's going to be more petty from Nick and Jimbo. I can't <laughs> and wait Coach to Prime. Let's go, see baby. You see you tomorrow. I'll come back now, yeah. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.